The following is a Bunkazilla original production. We are monsters of culture. What glorious day is this? There is snow everywhere. People singing, children running around, and gifts being given. You there, young lad. What day is this today? Well, sir, it's Christmas Day. Wonderful! Here is a shiny penny for you to go and get me the fattest Christmas turkey you could possibly get. Oh boy, for a whole penny, I'll be right back. What a good lad. How can this day be any more wonderful? Guys, it's November the 23rd. We're pre-recording this. Can you please shut the f*** up? And who gets a turkey for a penny? Half a penny? Seriously. It's five shillings at least, mate. Christmas. (sighs) Yay. Roll credits. Christian, Jason, Ian. Three heroes searching for the answers to trivial questions you never really asked. Together, they are Trivial Titans. Now, get ready for another action-packed trivial episode. Seasons greetings and welcome to Trivial Titans here at Bunkerzilla UK. I am your host as always Ian Bolton and I'm joined merrily to the man on my right, the Obsidian Waterfall Adonis himself, Jason Freeman. Christmas. And to my left as always, it's Christian R. Allen and Christian for those listeners at home listening to the show, what does the R stand for? Uh, Rudolph. Festive, wonderful, cool. terrific. Seasons greetings everyone, how are we feeling? Uh... Well, to, to a point, we are pre-recording this uh, ahead of <laughs> Christmas, so it's kind of hard to feel a bit festive right now, but we're trying to feel festive. We have the music. I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a Christmas jumper. It's magnificent. I'm very hot. <laughs> hot, steamy Christmas jumper. Hot, steamy Christian in a Christmas jumper. Ooh, delightful. Ooh. Soft, sensual. Good for the back. It's a Sonic the Hedgehog Christmas jumper because I'm really cool. And he is cool indeed. Jason, are you feeling a bit festive? Christmas. <laughs> is this going to be the only answer you're going to have for the entire episode? Is Christmas? Christmas. Ladies and gentlemen, you are listening to the slow breakdown of Jason Freeman. Christmas? Christmas? In the news, Jason Freeman can only say Christmas. Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, moving on. So yes, being as this is the festive edition of Trivial Titans, well, one of two, we've got another episode coming up very, very soon. I thought today we'd talk about our favourite Christmas specials. Now, this could be TV, this could be a Christmas movie or anything like that. It's, it's open season and there will be merriment and joy to behold. So who would like to go first? I, I don't want to go first, but my question is what happens when we come to Christmas 2020 and we have the same themed episode? Christmas? We can have best Christmas songs next time. Ooh, I prefer that to this one, to be honest. Now what's, Should what's we just it, change the what, theme? What's, <laughs> what's your sort of favourite Christmas song? Um, How do you have a sort of Christmas song? What is your favourite Christmas song? My favourite Christmas song is The Fairy Tale of New York by the Pogues and Kirsty McCall. I appreciate that it's uh, become slightly, it's becoming increasingly unpopular through certain circles because of the problematic lyrics, but I like mm. to tell myself it's the, it's the characters within the story who are being... Using it's intolerant language, not the song itself. That's how I rationalise it. Mm. But, uh, but um, yeah, it's it's a very, I think it's a good Christmas song because it tells the truth that uh, Christmas isn't always that what it's uh, cracked up to be. This is becoming a v- immediately a pretty miserable Christmas special. I do apologise. I feel like so. The first thing we did was ask the goth. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah my, my favourite Christmas song is a uh, song by the, the Cure that they haven't actually written. That's how <laughs> that's how goth I am. Right. My favourite Christmas song is called All I Need Is Love. It's by CeeLo Green featuring the Muppets off of CeeLo Green's Christmas album that I am apparently the only person in the entire world who's ever listened to it. I think you've made it up. I have not. You sure this isn't a fever dream? I am a hundred... Festive fever dream. Look, there there it is. CeeLo Green featuring the Muppets. All I need is love. How bizarre. It's amazing. It looks like it was the best album of 2012. 2012? I think it was... Oh, God, it was 2012. CeeLo Green's Magic Moment was released in 2012. Featuring them up, and the actual like baseline of it is all I need is love. Do 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 That's actually the baseline to the song. Is is there a jingle? All you need is love. As in, like, are there are there bells? Yeah, it's like it's actually all about Christmas. I'll be honest, that doesn't really sound much original if you're just taking the phenomenon and throwing it into a Christmas song. But he's actually like written full on like lyrics to it. Like he's like written a full Christmas song, like uh okay uh Santa I don't know what to get me I just want to see my baby diamonds on my mistletoe but that can't buy you love you know yeah I'd give it all away for just a chance to see your face or who knows the way we don't know to where you are this Christmas Eve because just one kiss is all I need Santa won't you come and get me and take me where I'll find my baby it's a Christmas song um I mean it, I don't want to say your opinion is wrong but it's it, I mean <laughs> It's not the fairy tale of New York, is it? I mean, in, I mean, in the, in the tier of Christmas songs, do it's I not want even to slip my wrists? I it's not even in. It's not even in the D ranking, is it? I mean, you haven't even heard the song, and I can tell how much I hate it already. You're gonna, I'm going to play it for you. I'm going to play it for you. when you're dropping me off to the station when we're done here today. I'm going to play it on full blast. Yeah, it's my car. Yeah, I have a speaker. <laughs> I have a speaker. I'm just going to hold yeah, it next to your head, and you can't do anything because you have to have both hands on the wheel. Kick you out on the way to Reading Station. Just like, just make sure you're belted. That's all I'm saying, <laughs> mate. <laughs> I'll be belting it out. Oh. I'm always, I'm always a fan of driving home for Christmas. Driving home for Christmas. Who the hell's that? Chris I can't wait to see those never faces. You've never heard driving home oh, for Christmas. Oh, I know that song. Driving home for Christmas. It's, it's yeah. just one of those songs you hear in the shops. So you don't instinctively and I've gone pick it off up. Road. Uh, I don't know. I, I guess I don't really like Christmas songs. My favorite Christmas songs. Are, oh, I tell you, I, I do love Bing Crosby and David Bowie, Little Drummer Boy. Peace on earth. Bum, 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 bum. Hey, David Bowie, let's let's have a song. Bum, 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 okay, I'm David Bowie, and <laughs> I'm Bing Crosby. Uh, another one, another favorite Christmas song of mine is uh, "Stop the Cavalry" by Jonah Louie. Ah, okay, which uh, yeah, Southampton born would have would have got to number one the charts, but unfortunately, uh, John Lennon was awful was. Uh, Assassinated. So two John Lennon songs recharted. One got. Um, I think it was, it was Imagine and what was what's the name of the Christmas song he released? War was over. War was over. Yes, thank you. I think they charted at one and two respectively, and uh, Stop the Cavalry got to number three. Does Killing in the Name count because that is a it, Christmas number one? It was a Christmas number one, but it's not a Christmas song, is it? I mean, mm. like, but then again, there hasn't really been a Christmas song in the top of the charts. Well, at the moment, for <laughs> nearly fifteen years, I think. Well, at the moment, they're they're pretty much touting uh, Robbie Williams's latest Christmas album. So, so Robbie Williams has done a, a whole brand new festive Christmas album, nice. and he's got people like Tyson Fury of all people what? to sing with him. Is Tyson Fury on a, like a huge media campaign? Like possibly. I mean, <laughs> first first was a busy guy. event, wasn't he? Recently? Yeah, he did Crown Jewel. He's a busy guy. Yeah. And yeah. he boxes occasionally. Yes, he boxes, and he wrestles, and now he sings with Robbie Williams. Okay. <laughs> As you do. Good for him. Mm. 
Because uh, you, you can never kind of rule out uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas because she's now the face of walkers for Christmas. <laughs> what does Gary that think about that? That is the most awkward, awkward commercial in the world, right? So she's having like <laughs> a little spat with like some you know stagehand who's there with, with a packet of crisps. She's like, oh, those are mine. Oh, no, no, those are mine. Those are mine. Those are mine. And then Mariah sings a high note that's so high that it cracks everyone's glasses. And, oh, look, it's Mariah. She can still hit the high note. Oh, that's our girl. But then she takes the most awkward awkward bite of a crisp you've ever seen anyone take. Is it as if she's never had to eat a crisp in her life? She's holding it completely horizontal and then just takes a little tiniest little wood with like the front teeth of it. Get, I, can't, I can't really because I can't really get it on. Like, and then that's it. And they're just like, what are you doing? Right, that's not how you eat crisps. You smash them all down into crumbs and then you drink the crisps. That's how you eat crisps. First of all, Gary Lineker should slap you for that. Secondly, is Gary Lineker in the advert? No. no. What? Oh, walkers are dead to me. Well, did, to but didn't they have, because before, earlier in the year, they had the Spice Girls uh, doing I crisp think adverts. So. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, I think so. There you go. You never rule out All I Want for Christmas by Mariah Carey. It's always go. It's always there. And well, it always climbs, especially the way spot that the chart rules have completely changed. I mean, there is no singles chart anymore. It's completely broken. Well, it's all about streaming. It's all about it? streaming, which yeah. is why every track from Ed Sheeran's last album the charts have been dead for a long time. Album charts still legitimate, but single charts don't matter. Yeah. They do not count. Oh um, uh, well, but yes, I guess I guess that's music out of the way. In terms of watching and kind of, uh, in terms of watching sort of films and TVs over Christmas, what are the sort of things that are your go-to over the Christmas period? You've just reminded me of my f- my favourite Christmas movie. You're talking about the Muppets, Muppets Christmas Carol. That's what I have that written down. Oh, as well. <laughs> so we, we're all gonna, all right, let's we just all spend 15 minutes talking about how fantastic it is. Yeah, like, I'm down. Yeah, so yeah. I think the thing uh, you two will probably uh, mirror my views, but I think the thing that makes it so good is Michael Caine. Oh yeah, playing it straight, which mm-hmm. was such a brilliant idea. Yep, because it really does ground the whole piece, and he is generally quite. Uh, it's a general moving um, performance. I I don't f- I s- I feel like p- not enough people appreciate how good he is in this film. I think with I think with especially when it's because the Muppet Christmas Carol is also I believe it's a Disney film. It, 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 it is it Disney. Is Disney yes. Disney, yeah. I mean Disney have have done the Christmas Carol story several times. They've mm-hmm. done the they've done a version with Scrooge, which was quite good. That was back in the early nineties. Yep. Um, I think in Christmas Carol. No, it might have been late eighties, early nineties. Um, and then obviously you had Muppets, but then they tried again around the early north. Uh, I think just as uh, I think a year or two after Avatar, they did. Uh, Robert Zemeckis did his sort of 3D CGI Polar Express-like. I am um, not a fan of those films. I think he needs to stop using CGI. Yeah. (laughs) Because that that was the one with Jim Carrey playing not just Scrooge. He played all the characters. Yeah. Yeah. Which was probably interesting on paper. Uh, I mean, Jim Jim Carrey's a busy guy at the moment. He's he's doing art. He's he's Dr. Robotnik. He's he's busy. I think he's too busy for Scrooge now. Yeah. 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 Let him leave it. <laughs> I think, I think Either of the ghost uh, of Christmas past. Let it lie. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, it's. I think considering it's such a classic, fa- uh, classic tale from Dickens, it's kind of you, there's the, everyone will have kind of like their definitive sort of one, but then there are sort of like exceptions to it because one of the films that I usually watch with my family, um, and it's usually one. Of, it's one that my brother really, really loves. It's Scrooge with uh, Bill Murray. I have never seen and it. Kinda like, and it's kind of like a slight. It's a at the time, modern day take on the story where Bill Murray is technically the Scrooge like character, but he's like the top um, business exec of this TV network. Right. 
and basically he's visited by three ghosts when he's trying to put on his own extreme version of a Christmas carol with explosions, uh, <laughs> exotic dances, and, and, and it's like there's a great bit in the st- in the opening bits where they kind of say where he shows um he shows a, a a provisional trailer for this, and it's like it's like end of the world stuff. It's like the world will end unless you watch our premiere of Scrooge. And, and it's like, well, how did this test? Well, a couple of people fainted. We think one person might have died. Yeah. <laughs> you had me sold at exotic dances. <laughs> but no, I mean, I mean, just going back to my point, it's like, that is always like a go-to. You will, I think everyone will experience at least that Christmas Carol story in one shape or form. I think, I think people will just have their own variety. I mean, obviously Muppets Christmas Carol is one of the stronger ones there. A very, a very good, I mean... It, not so much last few years, but Doctor Who for a good decade had a, a wonderful tradition of the Christmas special, and there was a Christmas Carol, effectively, with mm. Michael Gambon, mm. and it was using the device of the t- of the TARDIS going back in time in order to t- you know, retell that story was, I thought, very effective. Mm. But I mean, it, it, it's, I don't know, I can't explain why the Dickens story is just so universally, uh, just universally works. Um, but yeah, it's it's just an endless tale that's just going to keep. It would just it would be constantly readapted over and over again, and uh, I don't think there's. Uh, I have yet to see a particularly good straight adaptation. Oddly enough, I mean, like the 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 Muppets version is the best one, but it's still a Muppets movie. I do like the fact that Gonzo is Charles Dickens. Yeah, mm. yeah. yeah. So I think that's perfect casting, personally, because you could have gone to Kermit, but nah. nah oh, nah. Uh, Kermit's Bob Cratchit, isn't he? Yes, he is. Yep. Yeah. Yep. The uh, so uh, just to just uh, just a quick, a quick um, subject change there for a second. I, another Christmas movie that um, I know so many people are obsessive and they have to watch it every single Christmas, but I've never seen it myself. Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. I watched that for the first time last year, and it's it's in my list of films I really appreciated watching. Never will watch again. It's <laughs> I think um, I get the impression it's sort of permeated American culture in particular because obviously there was the famous loophole where they were able to uh, I can't remember which TV station where they would broadcast it for free every Christmas for well, it was like forty years and so it became a national institution in the United States even though the film bombed in its original release really yeah yeah no one watched it at all oh um, but now it's it's held as this iconic Christmas movie. Most UK cinemas have its wonderful life on around Christmas. Even the yeah. the local cinema just down in Henley, they've got it on the twenty second of December. Well, they just re released it in four K, which is quite yeah. Which I'm actually yeah, quite yeah. which which apparently the the rem- the mastering because it was remastered at four K for its cinema re releases years ago. Mm. So apparently the four K master is, is is good. And it, it is a beautiful film. And Jeremy uh, Stewart, he is he is great. And that was a Brilliant impersonation, by the Merry way. Christmas. Merry Christmas! Merry Christmas! I've got vertigo. Oh, what about a different film? Um, Wrong film. If you want to do an impression, because we, we mentioned Michael Caine earlier, uh, and if you say the words, <laughs> my cocaine, you're saying Michael Caine's name in his own voice. My cocaine. Oh, my God. <laughs> that works perfectly. My cocaine. You were only supposed to buy a bloody turkey. <laughs> you, you, you don't speak through the nostrils. And you don't raise the voice. <laughs> and Master Wayne, I should have been there to protect you. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think Alfred Pennyworth is actually a descendant of Scroo- um, Ebenezer Scrooge? Oh, <laughs> oh there's, there's fan theories. There's yeah. fan theories coming up. Also, another Christmas song we didn't talk about. Ebenezer Good. He's a good. He's a good. Never heard it. It's Ebenezer Good. You never heard of Ebenezer Good? Never heard of Ebenezer Good. It's not actually a Christmas song. It's about ecstasy. They were trying to slip that in without the Uh, broadcasters realising. It got to number one on the charts. Can we talk about Whamageddon? (laughs) 
Oh, <laughs> it's a bit mean what Armageddon because it's it's a really good song. It's, it's a like really good song, but yeah. it's like I, I would I would like like the game would be immediately over if they if if the song if, if the song for the game was all I want for Christmas is you. Yes. So I feel like you know it's, it's fine you know giving George a bit bit, bit more you know a bit, bit of a push around the time but it's just that kind of thing of just like no it's 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 the game it's the modern version of <laughs> the game that only happens once a year and everyone listening including ourselves have just lost the game so thank you very much you're welcome no no I don't think anyone's actually started singing last Christmas so I think we're all good we're all good no no, no he means the game the game oh no I'm talking about the game. You mean now you've just lost the game. <laughs> oh, no, that game. <laughs> Do we have to... Has enough time passed since the game? What What was the game all about? The game was about not knowing the game. That's the own. That's the simple... When did it, did it, did it spiral from, like, an I anime or something? I, I, I feel no, like... No, I don't think it was an anime. No, no, no. I, I, saw, I saw a lot of cosplayers in the earlier days of my convention outings where people just kept holding up signs saying the game, you've just lost it. It's like, <laughs> what is like, is that from Naruto or something? I don't know, Naruto no, or whatever. No, no. Nothing to do with anime at all. It's just a silly game that just spread over the internet. And then the rules of the game are, as soon as you've been told about the game, you're playing the game. If you think about the game, you've lost the game and you have to let everybody know that you've lost the game so they lose the game. Yep. Jason, you've lost the game. Well, I mean, that's already been established. Yes, now. we lost oh. about 30 seconds ago. Oh, okay, we all but lost. It, yeah, I, th- I think you're, you're right. The Whamageddon is definitely the new The Game. Yeah, um, and thankfully it only happens once a year. <laughs> but you know, because I mean, obviously that set the song was set to get to number one, and it was Wham's biggest selling single. But of course, Band Aid happened at the same time, and um, uh, Wham generously they donate the entire royalties they made from that song to Band Aid. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's just like I think it's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean it is a bit a bit of a sad sad note that it it's what? like. But George Michael died on Christmas Day, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, a couple of years did, ago. You did. He seemed like I, I didn't really know much about him until until he died, and I start looking to his life, and I realize this is this is a good soul, this yeah. is a good human being, and like the w- the way the press hounded him in particular, and the, uh, oh, just but no, I mean I, I remember there was like a big deal about George. Obviously, uh, I think there was that story where George Michael got caught doing something a bit illicit. Uh, <laughs> George Michael being caught in a somewhat Compromising position. position. Yeah, that's the word. Did you see? It, but did you see his response to that? The music video. Yeah, outside. <laughs> it's, it's amazing. So and I like the song to it as well. <laughs> like, I mean, but then he also did the song "Wag the Dog," which was animated. No, no, from no, no. no. Uh, it, um, shoot the dog. Shoot the dog. Sorry, not wag the dog. My bad. And um, when I forgot, I, I when shoot the dog dropped, I thought that was the most incredible thing. We should have probably talked about this in our political episode a week ago, <laughs> but like, <laughs> but um, I I, f- I didn't realize how controversial it was because I um, yeah, a lot of people are very unhappy about it. I don't think the video was shown in America because it's produced by the two D TV animation. Yeah, and just it, the the um Tony Blair erection to George Bush as Cherie looks on in despair. <laughs> Cue George Michael jumping onto the bed. It's like wow, you're pushing, you're really pushing it here. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a cracking track. Um, but deviate Liz, slightly, a little bit. But yeah, but deviate, just a quick, just a quick one. The best, one of the best music videos, and it's deliciously filthy. Uh, was released um, after Shoot the Dog. It's called Freak, and it's imagine a cross between a advert for sex toys and Blade Runner with George Michael. I think I know what you're talking about. It's yeah. incredible. The video is absolutely. I mean, if you're under, if you're under 18, don't. But <laughs> but it is an incredible music video, and the song's really catchy too. Um, Christmas. Yeah. So let's rewind it back. Christmas. We were, <laughs> we were we were talking about Christmas. Obviously, George Michael what? does have a. a it's kind of like a kind of like 
that legacy with Christmas, and it's going to be there for, oh, yeah, for time yeah, to ab- come. Absolutely. To be actually, I mean, it's, it's just it's permeated British yeah. Christmas culture. Um, you, you were talking earlier about um, the sort of traditional films you watch every Christmas. Yeah. For me, I always make an effort to watch The Snowman. Uh, the, oh, okay. uh, the old animation. The old animation. It yeah, was yeah. produced in the eight, mid eighties by Channel Four, and it's pencil animated, and it was uh, based it's on the Raymond Biggs. Raymond Biggs, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Uh, and it's absolutely gorgeous. It's, it's half an hour of just music. Of course, we have. Do you want to do it? We'll walk up <laughs> the air. Oh my lord! I apologize. Do you want to? Do you want to do this now? <laughs> and then the second. Yes, that was a much better take. I don't know the words. <laughs> it's like I can hear both of your testicles climb back into your own bodies. Let me get the actual lyrics up, see if I can do The Iron Brew version is particularly good as well. I mean, you don't you don't have to. I, d- I don't have to. You don't. I'm going you to. Don't to. Oh, you don't who, have to. Who was the comedian that kind of... Here we go. Should we do it together? Let me see don't. I'm taking my headphones off if you do it. Let me see. All right, my headphones are off. (laughs) (coughs) We're walking in the air. We're floating in the moonlit sky. The people far below are sleeping as we fly. I'm holding very tight. Holding very tight. I'm fighting in the midnight blue. I'm finding I can fly so high above with you. <laughs> I hope we get copyright strike. <laughs> <laughs> hi, YouTube. <laughs> oh, hi, YouTube. Oh, bye, YouTube. <laughs> Oh, I'm uh, Alec Jones. Alec Jones. I'm walking in the air. <laughs> <laughs> enough, enough. He, <laughs> didn't a- he actually produced a cover because when they wanted to release, you probably know this, but when they w- they wanted to release the song as a single because obviously the, f- the original film was such a hit on for TV viewers, but the um, the choir boy they <laughs> used, he had... His balls dropped. Basically, yeah. Yep. <laughs> so they, they brought... Um, oh, what's his name? Alec Jones? Alec Jones. Alec Jones. Alec Jones. Um, yeah, who... Um, released a cover of it and unfortunately spent the next f- 10 years of his life being merc- mercilessly bullied by uh, his schoolmates. Uh, I've kind of seen Alan Jones in a radio studio once. Ooh, that's, uh, a, that's, a, that's a great claim to fame. Well, basically, I would describe this as DJ Safari. And basically, I was at a, um, I was at a, uh, a radio station in central London and we were going on a little tour. And it was basically the way they kind of did it is they take you through the various different channels and they kind of go, well, this is well, this is smooth radio and you can see through there, there's Kate Garraway. Jazz FM. And if you move over to Cl- Classic FM, you could see Alan Jones through that window. <laughs> and Alan Jones just looks back a bit concerned. <laughs> that's, that's the most exciting it gets. I mean, Alan Jones is not going to be, he was not the first and he's not going to be the last person to look at you through a window in concern. I mean, let's just be honest about it. Well, I am in a glass case of emotion right now. Thank you. What's your favourite Christmas movie? <laughs> I mean, is there any other choice? Die Hard. Die Hard. Die Hard. I all my colleagues at work keep arguing with me. Uh, probably just to piss me off. Yeah, because they know they know they're lying. Yeah, they know they're wrong. They know they are Die Hard. Die Hard of course, it's is a, a Christmas, Christmas movie. Yeah, it's set it's, at Christmas. It's set at Christmas. Yeah. It's about Jesus Christ, aka Alan Rickman. Uh, <laughs> no, sorry, Bruce Willis. There you <laughs> go. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, you know, he's trying to see his family. It's basically, I can't, that's it. It's set at Christmas. F*** off. Fr- wait, Frozen is not set at Christmas. It is not a Christmas movie. Correct. It's set in summer. That's the f***ing point. She freezes everything. Correct. Right? It wouldn't make a difference if she froze everything in winter. Yeah. So it's not a Christmas movie. Well, oh, Die but, Hard. Oh, but it's blue and white. Therefore, oh, it must be set at Christmas. shut up. Shut up, you tarts. <laughs> Die Hard is a Christmas movie. It and is the I w- best Christmas movie. It is the best Christmas movie. And Alan Rickman. Alan Rickman. Is go, big. go get me the detonators. <laughs> what is it you Americans say? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. You had to do a pause there. You had to do a pause there. Where does he pause in it? So, what is it you Americans say? Yippee-ki-yay, motherfucker. Not even mother. It was mother. Mother. Mother, no, 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 Alan Rickman, not Arnold Schwarzenegger. No, I know you no, get that was Dio. No, that was that Dio. That was Jojo. Jojo. Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. I've never seen Jojo's Bizarre Adventure. Okay, so that's going to be a, that's going to be a subject oh. for a whole future episode. Yeah, but has there been a Christmas special of Jojo's Bizarre Adventure? There probably has been. Probably, yeah, probably. But it's a crunchy roll. <laughs> <laughs> but as I was saying before, you so rudely interrupted my very important point. Die Hard is the best Christmas movie. Watch it, you motherfucker. Yeah. Motherfucker. Motherfucker. Hey. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> <laughs> this is more than ever. It's going to be just you two just doing it. Every single time we do it is getting bleeped anyway. <laughs> <laughs> Why would you bleep Alan Rickman? Hello, Alan. <laughs> it's me, Alan, Alan Rickman. This is just a message to remind you to take the pork chops from the freezer. So they defrost. Okay, that was a really bad Alan Rickman impersonation. I'm I know. sorry. I'm, I'm, was, I'm not terrible. as good as you. You are the master in that one. I have, I, ha- I have actually been a paid Alan Rickman impersonator. No, you haven't. Yes, I have. I was um, during the launch of the Cursed Child script book. Waterstones hired me to be a Snape impersonator, and it was it was brilliant because I got around. I got to go around the shop full of hundreds of customers being an absolute prick. <laughs> Every time a customer asked me for help or a child, like, I was like, "Where's the book?" I was just like. How dare you? And walk off. <laughs> <laughs> I got I got feedback from parents. Like, oh, you made you made the evening. It was so funny watching <laughs> you be mean to people. <laughs> to which I said, "Why are you talking to me?" <laughs> oh, that, went, that was that was more German, Alan Rickman. Than yeah. I, I'm stuck in Hans Gruber now. <laughs> in, you know the the greatest shame in cinema is that we never got a film that starred Alan Rickman and Jeremy Irons together. Oh my God, <laughs> that that would have been perfect. That would have been really cool. Hello, Jeremy. It is me, Alan. How was your day today? <sighs> I can't do it, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought then you could. I'm very. D- I set you up there. And then Chris Rock Fun- appeared. Funnily, <laughs> funnily did enough, Chris Rock appear because you can do a Chris Rock impersonation. I don't know if that's why Chris Rock appears. I'm just happy to see you. Hello, Chris. Hey, Alan. How you doing, man? I am pleasant. That's really good to hear. I wonder how much of this is going to get cut out in the episode. None, because I am Alan Rickman, the actor. There's too much directing going on here. The problem, the problem we have, Jason, if we remove our Alan Rickman references, we'll lose at least 62% of the episode. So, <laughs> <laughs> Random tangent. Yep. It's like, like in the <laughs> stories of people Ian has met, I've actually met Jeremy Irons. Really? Oh yep. Wow. I get the impression he's a bit of a miserable so-and-so in real life. Um, I think if you disturb him the wrong way, probably. 
when I was working in the independent cinema, um, Jamie Irons had done a sort of uh, trash documentary called Trash, which was all about recycling and being being more conscious about our waste and all that sort of stuff. Right. And uh, the director of the film and and Jeremy had actually come to do Q and A. And before before uh, he arrived, we got a phone call from the local newspaper just saying, "Oh, we've noticed that uh, Jeremy Irons is coming down. Can we can we come and interview him?" And because I don't want to a annoy uh, the guests and B because I also don't want the Rafford head office mm-hmm. kind of said as like unless you've spoken to his agent or something like that no as I, I can't I can't promise you that you're going to get an interview because he's here he's here for do he's here to do this Q&A he's not going to come and sit down with you unless he wants to so and I, I left it at that reasonable yeah, yeah absolutely yeah, yeah. Um, we can't we can't control so him yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like he, he's he's very courteously given us time to come and talk about this film. It's not like I can't force him into doing something that he's not there to do. That's that's the thing. And again, this is Jeremy Irons who played Scar, and Scar is intimidating when it's Jeremy Irons. Yep, a little bit. So um, so the work shift goes on, and uh, Jer- Jeremy and the director had arrived during the shift, and I didn't have much time to say hello or quickly greet them, but the person from the local press turned up, and. I think and and I think tried to get said interview when we clearly advised not to. Yeah. And he, he seemed to really piss off Jeremy. Oh dear. And him and the directors just kind of stormed off and I kinda of thought, Oh fuck, they haven't been they haven't caused them to just walk off, have they? And it's like, Oh god, what's gonna happen if we don't have the guests here? Uh oh. bloody hell. But no, he actually gone next door to Strada for a meal with the director. Oh, okay. So uh, <laughs> it, it was no, it was just it's kinda like if that was the case, I would have been so <laughs> pissed off with the local press on that because it's like, how dare you come? We told you not to do this, and yeah. you came and you did this. Anything for the story. It's yeah. all for the scoop. But that hot Jeremy Irons <laughs> scoop. But when they came, were they prepared? Uh, what? The, the journalists. Were they prepared? For the scoop. Oh, for the school oh. of the century. Meticulous planning did not work. No. No. Um, Were they prepared? Do you get it? Yes, I yeah, No, we got <laughs> it. He just... I, I quoted lyrics. A, quoted you? lyrics back at you. It's from The Lion King. I hate you. It, I hate it, you so it, much. It's a film that Jeremy Irons is in. He plays Scar. Yeah, the, the, rest, of the, the rest of the evening... The rest of the evening played out quite nicely. He sort of... He did, he did quick Q&A after the film. And afterwards, he kind he of... He did want a Q&A? Q&A? Yeah, he did do Q&A about his, his trash film. Oh. And, <laughs> and then after... <laughs> Which was all about trash, not because the film was trash. I, it's not a bad documentary. So, is it a documentary about the song "Trash" by Suede? No, oh, no. I'm not interested. Um, so we, came, we, I think the the most conversation I had with Je- with Jamie Irons at the end was kind of like he just going, "You need you need water fa- faucets here." <laughs> what <laughs> like cinema? It's like, sorry, what? mate. No, you're absolutely right. We we have something similar. It's called taps. <laughs> <laughs> You need it's like you need, you need you need a water fountain here, and it's like some one or two cinemas in the area do actually do that. But you sure? I've never been to a cinema with uh, water before. The big before it had a massive refurb. The showcase cinema in Winnersh Reading uh, had uh, water taps. Was it in a screen? No, no, just in the <laughs> corridor. Just in the corridor as you go into the screen. Was it a promotional um, ploy for when? They no, were no, no. It was legitimately a drinking fountain. How bizarre! Yeah, that's well. just a really jarring image. And in my head. I, I told about that. He went, "Oh, fascinating!" And then <laughs> ba- basically, he just shook my hand and said, "Fascinating." He just, said, he just said, "You've been a wonderful host," and went. Hmm. Yeah, seems like a lovely guy. Yeah. You should have replied, "You've been a wonderful Alfred." Everything else was <laughs> shit, but. <laughs> 
Right, so anyway, I want to move on to a, a different topic. TV Christmas specials. Ooh. So uh, I'm going to put forward my top one. Yep. And I want to hear yours. Okay. Or right, well one of my top ones. But it's the one that comes to mind the most, to be honest. The Holiday Armadillo from Friends. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm not familiar with this episode of oh, Friends. It's very <laughs> sweet. It's very sweet. It's very, very sweet. Oh, so basically, um, <laughs> so Ross has got his son, Ben. Yeah. Right. Uh, and of course, he's half Jewish. He wants uh, the kid to know about Hanukkah and everything like that. Um, everything that's going on around there, as well as at the same time, you know, his kids half Western as well. So his, his kids, I mean, well, not Western. You know what I mean? Like half Christian. Um, not you, but half <laughs> aware of we, Christmas we and Santa Claus. Santa Claus and all that kind of stuff. So he's like, oh, Santa coming. It's Santa coming. It's like, well, I kind of want you to know about the Jewish stuff as well. Um, at which point, he's been trying to get a, a Santa costume. Um, and the only costume that he could get was a full-sized armadillo costume <laughs> that he then <laughs> rocks into the apartment with and just goes, I'm the holiday armadillo, friend to all the Jewish people. <laughs> explains the story of Passover and everything to the kids in like the full-on, full-on armadillo <laughs> costume. And it's still the sweetest thing in the world. It is, it, it's wonderful when um, Chandler breaks in thinking he's helping just to Santa Claus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> accidentally upstaging this tradition and made it even wor <laughs> worse by Joey turning up as super f***ing <laughs> mad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Joey just kicks in the door as a Superman costume. So then we have an armadillo Superman and Santa Claus. <laughs> and I swear to God, we all need is the words walk into a bar and then we have the best joke ever made. <laughs> um, <laughs> they do that whole thing and then the stories get mixed up as well. <laughs> So he's there just like, and then the, the Passover, the bread that was supposed to last for just, I think it was three days, lasted for 40 days and 40 nights, um, or, or, or something like that. I'm sorry uh, if I've offended any Jewish people by not knowing the, the story correctly. Um, but then then the kid just goes, and then Superman flew all of the Jews out of Egypt. And Ross is there, who somehow manages to deadpan a full-on armadillo costume, is going, the holiday armadillo wasn't that happy with that part of the story. <laughs> oh, man. How they must have corpsed, like, f*** out of that when uh, they were filming they, yeah, that they episode. Died. My, um, they would have died. Interestingly enough, the, the, the Christmas special I'm most fond with is from a series I often introduce to people by describing it as the anti-friends. Okay. Um, Seinfeld. No, no, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Oh. Um, because it, it takes the... How the <laughs> basically, the cast of Friends love each other. The cast of Sunny do not love each other. <laughs> but they do love themselves. They love themselves. And the Christmas special, A Very Sunny, Cri uh, a very sunny Christmas, is awful in the best sense of the word. It's absolutely vicious and so cynical and so nasty. Um, Frank Reynolds decides to... Um, punish his two children by buying what they've always wanted for himself. So he buys himself wow. a sports his children he buys a sports car and a Prada bag. <laughs> and in front of his in front of his daughter, um sweet D, he uses the Prada bag to keep his Watsits in. <laughs> and like it smashes up the sports car in front of um uh, Dennis, his son. Um and then Charlie goes on a <laughs> Charlie <laughs> who's the best character in the series, reminiscing about um, all the, cr the Christmas traditions in his household. Every Christmas, a group of men would turn up dressed as Santa, give him a gift and go upstairs and talk with his mum <laughs> for about half an hour and then come back down and leave. Oh, and it's <laughs> just the slow horror. <laughs> the horror on your face right now, Ian, is priceless. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, come here's a slow break. I mean, I'd imagine enough people have seen this, so you don't mind me describing the scene. Oh, yeah, but yeah, it, yeah. It's... Yeah, yeah. it's 
Sunny had up until this point, Sunny had always been quite dark and very, um, very uh, to the now. Yeah, um, that's an expression, isn't it? Yeah, to the now. Yeah, to yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm just having self doubt in my own lexicon there. Um, he of course realizes that his mum was actually a prostitute, and those Santas were um, <laughs> clients. <laughs> clients. <laughs> and so he's in the middle of a shopping mall. And there's hundreds of children waiting to see this Santa Claus. And he just cuts the queue, sits on Santa's lap. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like he's just he's just frozen. He's gone full Jack Nicholson the Shining. <laughs> and just the, the, the best line in the history of any Christmas special. Did you fuck my mum, Santa? <laughs> Did you fuck my fucking mum, Santa? Did you fuck my mum? To which you respond that he listens to this poor Santa looks increasingly scared as these children are like being escorted away by the parrot. And then Charlie's response is to bite Santa. And the, bl- the blood pouring with this, um, <laughs> Sonny always uses the same incidental score. These like, um, oh, it's like library traps. It's like 1950s American sitcom. All this while these children are screaming, blood's flying everywhere. Wow. And that's not even, that's only halfway through the episode. Right. It gets worse. <laughs> I mean, right. Well, we'll, le- we'll leave the rest of that for the listeners to go and check out yourself. If you want the most <laughs> macabre Christmas you can imagine. Oh, it's so funny. It it's is so funny. Isn't it? I mean, there, there is an element of um, Christmas Carol. On there as well because they, they do go for a, sli- a slightly twisted redemption arc throughout the episode, but yeah. Uh, but I think for me, there's kind of there's really kind of one that always comes into memory, and it's and it's all and again it is another spin on the Christmas Carol, and that's Blackadder's Christmas. Oh, oh. that's a great pick, which is Good the show. absolute reverse of a yes, Christmas Carol. Good clever, shout. because it's like they take the Mick out of the Christmas Carol story because. You've got Ebenezer Blackadder, who is like the the kindest, most generous man ever, yep. and then the f- the free ghosts of Christmas just continue to point out that he will be well rewarded for his goodness. And then he goes, "Well, what if I'm?" It's like, but those all show me being terrible. If I'm I- in terrible circumstances, if I continue to be good, what if I was oh bad? Yeah. Oh yeah, because they show him in the future as like a gimp. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, it's like Bald- Baldrick's like the, the like the dashing sci-fi hero, and he's the gimp. But in reverse, it's kind of. But when he becomes, ah, oh, I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a dick now. It's like, oh, okay. And oh, you yeah, got Ronax cool in the flowing, flowing blonde. <laughs> but then the one thing, the one thing I always remember about that bit is, uh, he's like, okay, what happens in the end if I'm bad? And then the the ghosts are just like, oh, well, that's not really important, you know, is is there? And normally before they did that, they just started waving their fingers to do the flashback stuff like that. And Rowan Atkins starts starts waving his own fingers to start really? the flashback, and they're just like trying to stop him and like slap his hands down, but he's he's <laughs> <laughs> He's doing the wibblies. The wibbly wobblies with the Robbie Coltrane. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, that is a great episode. Uh, I do love Blackadder in general. But yeah. I mean, also other things that come on around Christmas time. I mean, you always have... Um, yeah, the Wilson Gromit shorts because oh, they always, cause the they, always they always they, yes. they always appeared around Christmas. I know yes, that definitely the first two like the trip to the moon, uh, no Grand Day Out, Grand Day Out, and wrong trousers. I think uh, close shave was like an Easter one. I don't think it was a Christmassy one. I might be wrong. I think it was Christmas. I rec- my memory says it was Christmas. There was the matter of loaf and death. No, that yeah, that matter of loaf and death was an Easter one. No, I, I have very fond memories. I mean. I'm old enough to be. I was about five when the wrong trousers came out, and it was an absolute revelation. Like the 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 penguin train set chase sequence is a work of genius. It's always trains of you, isn't it? Oh, oh, fuck off! <laughs> no, just because I didn't get what I wanted doesn't mean you have to like remind me every single 
fucking Christmas special. <laughs> Just buy me the fucking Lego set, please. <laughs> <laughs> I, w- I, will, I will say this, this is completely incidental to the podcast. So the moment we arrived here today, oh, I'll get that for you. Let me sign that. Yep. Ian, you have a package here. Oh, it's a brand new Nespresso machine. Ah, uh, yes. Let's talk about that. That yeah. big old Nespresso it's machine. It's been in front of me and Jason all afternoon and he hasn't f***ing set it up once he hasn't to offer offered us. us. We're coffee. his guests. Yeah. How, how angry are you it's right now? It's not exactly in the Christmas spirit, is it? Ian? It isn't at all. It's and not I know in the Christmas spirit. Well, if you came back in December, I can serve you coffee and I will give you whipped cream on top. What were we talking about? Train Christmas Oh, for special. God's sake! <laughs> 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 we were talking about Christmas specials. <laughs> I was going to say... <laughs> what Ian has broken. The, the, cha- the train chase sequence in Wallace and Gromit. Uh, the wrong trousers is incredible. I have so much respect for Nick Park and his team at Ardman for producing that. And um, although the episodes themselves aren't set at Christmas, they were released at Christmas, so they're always yeah. associated. Same like the, the early Harry Potter movies. I always get a Christmas feel for them because of yeah. the time they were I mean, released. Cert- there are definitely certain films that I remember seeing at the cinema that I always felt I could always watch at Christmas. So things like it's like like the first Pirates of the Caribbean. It has like a big blockbuster thing you could probably enjoy at Christmas. Um, probably you could look at any sort of Marvel film and they're pretty decent for... Yeah, well, well Iron Man 3 is a Christmas... Yeah. Iron Man 3 is the yeah. Christmas Carol. Yeah. Oh, Christmas space films. Kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Oh, I was, I was going to say, um, in this, uh, just we were talking about The Wonderful Life being repeated every Christmas in America. In the United Kingdom, it's the great escape for us. Do, 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 do. See, is it... Sorry to interrupt the song there. Um, <laughs> I always seem to have memories of The Wizard of Oz being played at Christmas. Yeah, Wizard of Oz. Really? Will be. I yeah, think Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz gets played at Christmas. It was on TNT. I never watched well, it. A lot, a lot of like the big classics always seem to, to crop up, even on things like BBC Two and, and yeah. stuff like that. So I think, I think you can have things like Casablanca. Italian Job? Or was that Italian Job always Easter? I always remember that being played around Easter time, actually. Um. Or new, or, new, or new Year's Italian job. I mean, it's hardly a Christmas. Well, it's hardly themed it at all in terms of any holiday. Hello, I'm Michael Caine. We're going to go steal some... That did not sound like Michael Caine. I'm going to stop know, right you now. You know how to say Michael Caine's name in his own voice? Michael Caine. My you say Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Michael Caine. You don't even need to put anything else on. You just Michael Caine. Yeah, don't do the noise with the nostrils and the broken voice. Hang on. Deja vu. Didn't you do this like I think we did 40 this minutes ago? <laughs> we did this The only bit. way I can do the Michael Caine voice. We did this bit. We did this with repeating bits. Jason, <laughs> you don't do the voice with the broken nose. And I failed you, Master Wayne. Right, to be fair, if I can get away with my slightly dodgy Alan Rickman impersonations, we can we can let Ian have the Michael Caine ones. And you could be Chris Rock. Okay? Okay. No, I'm pretty happy being Chris Rock. the rest of the episode Rock. in our accents. Are we agreed? What's that? What's that? <laughs> we'll do we the rest of the episode in our voices. We will <laughs> no. do... The rest of no, the episode. Because we'll be here for the next f***ing <laughs> hour. <laughs> but. Master Wang. It will be. Oh, absolutely not. Master Wang. I can still reach the buttons. <laughs> no, you can't. I can still reach the buttons. Uh, well, uh, well, let's start wrapping things up because I think we've, we've gone on a very merry sort of tangent through things in Christmas. That, think that, that's, that's Trivial Titans. Yeah. <laughs> Trivial up. Titans. We, we go through various tangents around particular themes. And this one has all <laughs> been about Christmas. We've talked about... No, I'm not high-fiving <laughs> you. you? That's, that's me putting my hand up for you to shut up so I can talk. <laughs> I was, I was going to say before you so rudely high-fived me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> 
<laughs> was are you the guy who writes the blurbs on DVDs? Because that was so well articulated. <laughs> like this is a show where things are discussed. <laughs> Full stop. <laughs> this um. is a movie. People are in it, and stuff happens. Certificate fifteen. I was the cinema phone line voice. No, I was for for a while for <laughs> for the Henry. Did cinema. you do it as Michael Caine? <laughs> Can I do it as Michael Caine? <laughs> no, I mean, no, no more, no more Michael Caine. No, okay, no more Michael. Shave. These are your film show times from Friday the first to Thursday the seventh of December. Avatar Certificate Twelve A showing <laughs> at twelve o'clock, four o'clock. And eight o'clock. Is Avatar technically a Christmas movie? Well, it was released at Christmas. I was going to say. I mean, it depends on on the planet. Does it? Is it weird to you that Avatar, which is now the second biggest movie of all time, but for a decade was the biggest movie of Jesus, all time? It's ten years old. Hasn't yeah. permeated like wide pop culture at all. I think you'll find that there are a group of people who believe that they are Navi, no, uh, ignoring the and peculiar niche, and <laughs> painted and themselves blue. And you know, you know, and the lands of Pandora over in Walt Disney World, Florida. Uh, do you remember? Do you, um, you probably remember, but I used to have long hair and I used to plait it because mm-hmm. it was so white. Uh, oh, out! My hair looked like Brian May. Yep, had uh, a love child with Slash from Guns N' Roses. Nice. So I used to I wear it in a plait just to keep it back, and I'd never been more self conscious than when I walked out of my the screening of Avatar. <laughs> I thought someone's gonna grab my hair and try to f it. Gross. How do you think I felt <laughs> in this hypothetical <laughs> scenario? There are people. De- if I had painted myself like a Smurf, people would have thought, "Oh God, it's one of those cosplayer types." <laughs> <laughs> don't look now, Jimmy, <laughs> Timmy, or Jimmy. I don't know. Well, what, do, what do people name their kids these days? Is it Jimmy or Timmy? Is that avocado? Avocado. Okay. <laughs> Moonbeam. Avocado Beckham, get here now. Apple. <laughs> <laughs> Avocado Beckham is such a great fictional name. <laughs> anyway, on that bombshell. Oh, oh just one more oh. TV program. Sorry. One oh, on TV program. Okay. Father Ted Christmas special. Yes. Very good. Very good. Very good. That's what I want to say. It's just very good. Watch it. Yeah. Christmasy Ted. Yeah. Yeah, that's well, we have pretty much come to the end of our gallivanting through Christmas, whether it be music, TV, film, and all those random tangents as well. So thank you very much for listening to this episode of Trivial Titans. Uh, if you would like to follow us on Twitter, you certainly can follow us at Trivial Titans. And you want to email some feedback, then you can do so by emailing us at Trivial Titans at bunkerzilla.co.uk. Don't forget, you can also ask us a question by going to bunkerzilla.co.uk. And on behalf of the entire Trivial Titans team here, we'd like to wish you all a very Merry Christmas. And until next time. I don't know. Wait, wait. I want to do it. I definitely want to do it. Last one of the year. I want to do it. I want to do it. I'm going to do it. All right. I'm going to do it. I'm doing it. Doing it right now. So, we will see you all next year. This is. Mysterious Gold, here with Mysterious Mirth and Mysterious Frankenstein. Wishing you a Merry Christmas. Mirth and Frankenstein. Oh, did I say it wrong? Uh, it's a bit too late to change it now. Who, who is, who is, is it Mir? Or? It's Mirth. 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 It's too late. Do you want to do that bit <laughs> No, I don't, Mirth and Frankenstein. Be quiet. I'm gold. I'm Frankenstein. Oh, the weather outside did is you, like, frightful. Did you put his microphone down? But the fire is so delightful. And since we've no place to Perfect. go. Let it snow, let it snow. Well, that worked well, didn't it? That worked very well. And Christian, before we go, do you have any thoughts on the true meaning of winter? Yeah, I came to an amazing revelation, which I think is going to change the lives of all our listeners. The best way to treat yourself and your loved ones this Christmas is... Thanks for listening. Remember to subscribe and follow us on social media. We'll see you soon for the next exciting trivial episode of Trivial Titans.
Enjoy the show. Discover more Bunkazilla originals at bunkazilla.co.uk. Mm-hmm.